Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Hello, and thank you for downloading the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist podcast. This is where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. I do apologize for the sound this week. Uh, I'm recording actually on my laptop without my microphone, and so I'm probably sounding a little bit different. Also, we had some problems with our sound this week at church, and I've done my best to try to clean up this really bad interference signal we had. So it sounds a little off this week, but uh, managed to get the sermon, and it was a good one, and I hope that you enjoy it. We also invite you to visit us, 310 Randolph Road, Kansas City, Missouri, or also considered to be Claycomo. We're right there in Claycomo, Missouri. We invite you to visit us. Sunday school is at 9.30, and of course, regular services are at 11 o'clock every Sunday. Come on by and say hello and let us know that you heard about us here on the podcast. Well, without further ado, this is a sermon called Broke the Mold and was preached here on Sunday, March 28th at our church. the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 8. And I, I realized last week I had you all read and read and read. Well, I'm not going to make you do that this time. One verse. Isn't that fresh? That's very refreshing. Let's all please stand on and read this word. Thank you, Pastor, for not making me read that Bible. Okay. Isaiah. Chapter 64, verse 8, says this. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter, and we all are the work of your hand. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seen. He is our father. We are the clay. He is the potter. We are the work of his hand. Praise the Lord God. As we enter the Easter season, we're in it. We're in the Easter season. It's Palm Sunday, as we know. And it's spring. Praise the Lord for spring. I love spring. No more winter. You hear that, nature? No more winter. I don't want to see more gloom and doom. No more. Uh, we are his clay, and we are in Clay County. So that's fair fitting. In fact, we are in Clay Como. You may or may not know that on this street, in this area, we are the last building in Clay Como. We are. Uh, in this area, it's part of it. Uh, we, I don't know about you, but as a kid, I used to make a lot of crafts. A lot of crafts and things out of clay. I always enjoyed clay. 
I got a lot of clay as a kid. I enjoyed it in art class and even at home. I had clay. You could ask my mom to make a lot of mess. I got clay for Christmas one time, modeling clay. And boy, did I get clay which where. In fact, on some of the old toys, I clay Some of my old toys still have clay on them. You see in the creases, there's old green and blue clay and some of the old man veins, all that that I collected. It's still there. Can't get rid of it. I tried. <laughs> it stays, but it's not dry. It's still gross. But that being said, I liked making crafts, and clay was a lot of what I used. In fact, in school, I used to make a lot of crafts from clay, and I have one here today to show you. It's not the prettiest thing in the wide world. You already know which one of them. So, I was a big fan, still am, of the Little Rascals. Fire Gang. My favorite always being Spanky. This is supposed to be Spanky, incidentally. I uh, even put little heads here of Buckwheat and Stymie, all those people, the little ones down here. But this is supposed to be Spanky, believe it or not. I know it looks nothing like it. It's pretty gross. But that being said, as a little 10-year-old, I made this, and I enjoyed uh, making the little rascals. I made this. I still have it, of course. And, and uh, every once in a while I look at it and say, thank you, Lord, I still don't make things like that. But anyway, this was, was the kind of stuff that we made in school. We would make this kind of clay. They would then uh, fire clay. You know, they put it in the oven. After you paint it, the light was all glassy. This is the kind of stuff we made in crafts at school. And uh, I enjoyed that. There are a lot of things that can be made in clay. And there's different types of clay. There's earthenware clay, stoneware clay, ball of clay, bentonite clay, there's kaolin clay, there's fuller's earth clay, there's porcelain clay, terracotta clay, rod clay, fire clay, and polymer clay, and sculpy clay. There's others too here and there, which we'll talk a little bit about. This is the type of clay that people make pottery wheel a little bit. You've seen the different types of pottery. Uh, these, believe it or not, the types of things that they're talking about in the Bible, in which they're speaking about the lamp, lanterns, and the lamps. This is also made out of clay. This is red clay. And I don't know if you've ever gone digging around here, but there's an awful lot of red clay around here, and black clay, too. You see it. Lots of clay. Lots and lots of clay around. Well, either way, clay is an interesting thing. Some is for pottery, some is for sculpting, some are just for crafts, and some are for just for play. No real use necessarily, just for the fun of it. The title of today's sermon is Broke the Mold. Broke the Mold. In Genesis 2 7, it says this Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Man, human, started from clay, so to speak, from the dust. We came from dirt. This is why so many people find it interesting to say this women not I say, see, I didn't remember nothing but dirt. But that's not necessarily the case. We started from the ground, and from the ground we do go. But yes, 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 God formed us from the beginning. He formed us. He formed us and formed us again, if you allow it. The world itself, the world, and I'm talking not about, even though we know that God formed the literal world together in his hand, we also know this. The world, talking about the sinful world, is like liquefied clay. You might say, what is liquefied clay? Well, in the craft world, and I've done this in school too, we would take liquefied clay and pour it into a mold. You ever seen that? Where they take a mold, there's different molds they have, there's a hollow bottom, and you take that liquefied clay and pour it into a mold? Yes, that's what the world is like. The sin is like liquefied clay poured into a mold, a mold of the lost. 
This is the way the world really is. They all fit to that mold of the lost because it's all pretty much the same no matter what the sin may be. It's all a liquefied mold of the lost. But we as Christians aren't to fit that mold anymore. We shouldn't fit that mold because we're not the same because Jesus broke the mold. He broke the mold of our lost old selves. He broke the mold of the lost. He broke the mold of the sins. We don't fit that anymore. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. Amen? Amen. You are not what you once were. You are brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. We are not to be like we once were, and we are not to feel as if we are like everyone else. If you're fitting the mold of the world, the mold of the lost, then you got a problem. You're not to be like them. And sometimes that's hard because when you're in this world where everyone's fitting a mold of what the world wants you to be, and then you don't, the world makes it very difficult for you. But you're not to be like them. You're to be a completely brand new creation of the Lord, not of the world. You're not liquefied clay. You're not to be like them. But we're also not to be like Plato. Remember Plato? You might remember Plato. I used to like Plato. I always played with Plato. Nothing wrong with that. Except even Plato had molds sometimes. I don't know if you all remember that. The play sets and the mold. I remember as a kid, I played with Plato molds. They have Star Wars and other kinds. You put the Plato mold and put it together. The problem is with that, though, eventually, if you didn't put it back into a container and all, what happened? It come hard, dry up, and crumble and everything else. It was no good anymore. Play-Doh was just for playing with it. It would dry up and ruin it. You play around with it, but uh, people a lot of times do this, you see. They think that they're going to be like a good Christian. They try to play around with the notion of righteousness, but it's not going to happen. It's like a false religion. They may play around like they're clay, but they're not clay. They play around with things that are not of God. They're like Play-Doh. They're not clay. And that's what the world does to us. They give us things like Play-Doh. Not play. You can't form anything, really. They may have a mold themselves, but you can't form anything out of play though. That would stay that way. It's going to break up. It's going to ruin. That is not, even though it may seem salty, it's not the salt of the Play though will not be the way it ought to be. Satan uses it. In fact, you could say that Plato, Plato, the man of Greece, Plato may have been a thinking man, a learning man, but Plato was more like Plato because he had all these false Greek gods. A lot of times people, even Christians, quote Plato as if he was a Christian. No, he wasn't. The God that he's talking about was people like uh, Thor, Zeus, in other words, and other things. Plato was a bad of Plato, and he's not a man of God. So we are not to be like Plato. We're not to be like that. Uh, we are to be used of God. We're to be a clay. Job says this. In fact, it wasn't Job. It was God who said to Job, Surely... I am before God like you. I also am found, uh, I am formed out of the clay. We are to be formed out of clay, not of clay. We are to be used of God. And we're also not to be used of modeling clay. You see, a lot of Christians are Christians and formed out of clay. Before I go there, let me say this. With the Plato, there's a lot of people who want to be like clay, but instead of being made with play, made with Play-Doh or Silly Putty. You ever see people mess around with Silly Putty like it's a clay? Well, it's a clay-like substance, but it's Silly Putty. And you made it look silly because you're being used as Satan. 
They're made to, to look silly of Satan. Oh, you're stressed about and broken. I don't know about you, but when I used to play with Silly Putty, I used to like to take the Silly Putty and press it upon a newspaper. Remember that? You put on a, a, a newspaper and then you stretch it out. A lot of people using a false religion, they'll stretch out the Word of God and make it look like something completely different. That's what Satan does. You see? That's what he does. We're not going to be like Plato, and we're not going to be silly Plato, because you are the Lord God. You're Plato. You're not Plato. And you are not silly Plato. That is what Satan wants to do to us, make us look silly. wants to play around with us. We're not going to be a Not at all. But then there is the modern play, that I was going to say before. Modern play is like a Christian who becomes a Christian, but they never become a solid form. Now, I like modern play as a kid. As I said before, it makes a big mess because it never becomes a solid form. You can model along, along with it. You can do all sorts of fun things with it. I always enjoyed the smell. No, not the taste. I don't want you to think of me down there too with on it. I never did that. But I enjoyed modern play. I could make a little ball out of it. I could make a dog or whatever else problem with it was, it never became solid. It never became a solid form. You did not do much with it, except make a mess. But the problem is, there's a lot of Christians like this. They love the Lord God. They are Christians, but they never become the solid form that they could be. They never become what God wants them to be. This is not to say that they're not saved. I'm not saying that whatsoever. This is where we get a lot of mixed emotions and mixed feelings and people get mixed up with the word of God when they think about thinking lose your salvation. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about losing your salvation, but your salvation never becomes the firmness that it could be because you stay in that state of modern clay. Always are very bendable, always very unsolid, unfirm, and that's what modern clay is like. That's what a lot of people like. It says this, in Luke 6, 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? How many people are like that? Like modern play. And then there's epoxy play. And I don't know if you know what epoxy play is. I didn't know until just the last couple of years. I bought some epoxy play. And I used it. The problem is, I was used to modern play. Where you could, and I'll talk about it from my own book. I uh, was used to modern clay where it didn't dry up right away. I even wrapped it up. And thought that I'd be able to use some more later. I was fixing some models or whatever that I had. We'll call them models to make me sound a little more adult than I am. That being said, I uh, I had bought some uh, epoxy clay, and you have two jars of clay. This jar and this jar. You put them together and you form it. And if you don't use it up in a matter of three hours or so, they will form and become solid as a rock. Well, I wasn't aware of all that because, you see, reading directions is... is wise and I wasn't wise enough to do so. And so I wrapped it up inside plastic thinking, that'll keep it good. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I wasted a whole lot. That being said, that's what a lot of people do. There are two types of clay together coming hard within the three hours of waste of time. I did. Uh, a lot of people have the potential to waste what they got in their Christian life. They don't become formed like they ought to be. They either too hard, they become hard-hearted, because they don't allow God to form them what they ought to be. This is the problem. Heart-hearted, looking at the world, because they're not allowing God to form them into the shape of what he wants them to be. Do you understand this? I don't have to beat you in the head for you to It says in Romans 12, too, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Ephesians 4, 22-24 says something so very similar. That you put off the former way of life in the old nature, which is the corrupt, excuse me, is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new nature, which was created according to God in righteousness and truth. Holiness. But now that we've gone through that, let's talk about being the clay of God. Christ is the potter. We are the clay. It says this over and over again. Christ is the potter. We are the clay. Are we his clay today? Are we his clay? Right away I want to say, you bet I am, you better I am. But then when I start to look back, <laughs> and I think about all the times that God got on my case about certain things, whether it be things that I have been obsessed about, things I think much about or have done, there's times I think God oftentimes said, no, son, no. I don't know if you've ever watched a potter. Sometimes a potter has to pick up the clay. And you're watching a potter, they have to play with it. They have to throw it back down and start over again. How many times has God working on you that because we won't allow him to this way he wants to, he says, I am fine. Pick back up, throw you back down again. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the, the growing in the area that you're in. How many times have you had to do that? He's got to do it a lot. I'm not asking for anybody. I'm not asking for you to say, oh, 15 times. I'm not asking for that. I can just say with my personal life, move forward, move forward, move forward. Boom, fall back down again. Get slammed down. You know why? God's removing the lumps. This is what a potter does on the potter's wheel. The potter's wheel is going. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've been to uh, the prison, the passage, right? whatever they call that, uh, and they, that play, and they have a potter. And I love that. This man, same man who plays Jesus, will sit there and he'll make a potter. And he talks about this. We need to let him mold us and make us into what we want to be. Jeremiah 18, 2 through 6 says this. Now keep in mind, this is the Lord God speaking through Jeremiah. He also speaks through Isaiah to the people of Israel. He tried to speak to the people and he told them what was going to happen, that he was going to have to make them leave because it would not be used. He says this in Jeremiah 18, 2 through 6. Arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something on the wheel. Yet the vessel that he made was made of clay was spoiled in the hand of the, pot, of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. When the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord, as the clay, as in the potter's hand, so you, so are you in the hand, let me say that again, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. God is, he was in charge of Israel then, no matter what they may have thought, and he's in charge of us. We need to hand ourselves over to him as clay. It's not always fun. It's not always fun to be the one thrown down, to be reformed. But we always need to remember the big picture. You know, earlier in Sunday school, Brother Jeff had a very good uh, picture he painted. Talking about if we're too close to a picture, we can't see. Too close to a picture, we can't see what God has done. Sometimes we don't see ourselves going down. But in reality, it's because God wants to take out the lumps so that He can make a perfect pot, a perfect craft, a perfect creation 
God created us, and he wants to make us the best that we could possibly be. But we don't want to be the lump that gets in the way of God wants to make us to be. I think I'm perfect just the way I am. Okay, lumpy. And I'm not talking about the character from Leave it to Beaver, neither. We don't want to be lumpy. We want to be perfection. Not that we are perfect, but that perfection lives within us. It's perfection that is creating us and recreating and making everything right. Amen? Amen. And you say, oh, but it feels so good. No, 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 no. no. It don't feel good. It don't always feel good. It feels good when it's done. But going through the test, going through all of the, cre- the, uh, the perfectionists that he does, doesn't always feel good. And anyone that says it feels good when it's being done, ooh, i got to say the fabricate. The fabricate. Because it don't. It just feels good when it's finished. Because it don't. It's like a, a, a growing pain. It may feel good when you're grown. But when you're growing and you're going through a growing pain, it don't always feel so good. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 29, 16. Surely you turn things upside down. Shall be shall the potter be esteemed as the potter's clay? Shall what is made say to its maker, He did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say to him who formed it, He has no understanding? Because there's a lot of people that do that. God didn't make me. God doesn't know what I'm supposed to be. Have you seen even Christians nowadays? Even Christians nowadays. A lot of people say, I am what I am. Hey, no, no, no. God is the great I am. We're not to say to God that I know what I'm supposed to be, and I am this, and I am that. People need to quit trying to say that God's word is wrong, and I am this type of person and this type of thing, and I'm going to say thing, because we're trying to recreate ourselves. I'm going to go into all that kind of lifestyle stuff. But I will say this. God knows what we are supposed to be. Quit trying to change his word and become what he wants you to be. Don't let your emotions mold you and make you Make sure the creator, the potter at the wheel molds you and makes you take out those lumps. Isaiah 45, 9. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker, a piece of pottery among the other earthenware pottery pieces. With the clay say to the potter, will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Or the thing you are making say, he has no hands. And that's exactly what the earth is doing now. What the people are saying now to God, who wants to complete them and make them perfect. They're saying, hey, you don't know what you're doing. You know, I've created a lot of characters, stupid characters. I've made a lot of characters. And I can just imagine one of my drawings looking up at me and saying, hey, you messed up. Well, if it were me personally, they go to the trash because they're terrifying. But that being said, they aren't to talk to you. You're to talk to them. The creation doesn't talk to the creator. The creator talks to the creation. Jesus chose 12 disciples. You may say, how does this fit? Jesus chose 12 disciples. We're talking about the fact that Easter's coming up. And in the phase of Easter, we talk about the 12 disciples. Jesus chose 12 disciples, the 12 disciples he knew very well. He knew they were imperfect. He knew that. They weren't completely formed the way they ought to be formed. He knew that they were clay. They had a lot of lumps. They were very lumpy. In fact, you could call them lumpy and clumpy, but that's not their name, so we're not going to. 
Their names are Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, Bartholomew, James the Less, Simon, Thaddeus, and Judas. And they were flawed. Every single one of them with their lumps and their clumps, they were flawed. Some were hot-tempered fishermen. Some were rough, coarse, uneducated. There's a tax collector, bad reputations. That's what tax collectors have there. Some were extremists. One was a zealot, which means extremist for the most part at that time. That was Simon. Some were very repetitive with their questions and actions. That was Philip. That's me sometimes. You know that. Uh, <laughs> some were doubters and fearful. Some were very fearful. You, you, you heard what they did on the boats. You can't blame them for being fearful. But some were all the time fearful. And there was one who was a greedy traitor who chose not to follow God in the end. And we know about that. Folks, you are disciples too. A disciple is a follower. You're a saint. Saint doesn't mean what the Catholicism church believes it to be. Someone who's nearly perfect. That's not what it means. Uh, saint is someone who's asked Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior has been saved by the blood. You're a disciple. You're a saint. And you've been chosen the Lord God. And you're flawed just like that. You have lumps, you have clumps. You are clay that can be formed. You may say, I cannot be made perfect, and you are correct. You cannot be made perfect on your own. You cannot be, but you have a potter at the wheel. You have a potter. He is perfect. He can make you perfect, taking out the lumps and the clumps and all the other things. Taking all the lopsidedness. I've seen people at the potter's wheel. I used to be at the high school. I've seen people. Uh, I've seen people who, I remember one time seeing somebody throwing clay and they knocked somebody else's pottery right off the pill. It's a terrible thing. I won't tell you who that was. Anyway, but all that being said is, I've seen some of that stuff happen. I've seen some of that stuff happen. I've also seen people who've had too much water in their pottery. You know, I've seen people who've not had enough water in their pottery. Got too dry and broke up. You had to have it just right. I've also helped with some of that basically. So if you didn't put enough pressure, it would not form it. If you put too much pressure, it would crush it. It had to be just right enough amount of pressure. When Christ came to these disciples, he came to them, and he put just enough amount of pressure where it needed to be applied to change. He knew that Peter was a hot-tempered fisherman. He knew that he stunk. And I'm not just talking about the fact that he was a fisherman. I'm talking about the fact that Peter was a hot-tempered man. He knew that. He knew that Peter was going to deny him. He knew that. But he said, Peter, I have chosen you. And I'm talking uh, figuratively here. He says, I am going to have you, and I'm going to help form you and make you into who you ought to be. He pressed just the amount of pressure he needed to have to help form him, even though he wouldn't be completely formed until after, because he would come through the form of the Holy Spirit, which is a part of the Lord Christ, which is a part of the Lord God, Father, and they would continue to form and create, because he wants to do the same with you if you will let him. And you may not ever be perfect on your own, but you don't have to be on your own, because the same potter who helped Peter... The same potter who helped all these other disciples can help you too. If you let. 
And you may not be able to tell by looking at my wonderful figure, but I got a lot of lumps too. And I'm not just talking, uh, you know, in my form, but I got a lot of lumps inside of me. A lot of lumps that God himself every single day is saying, let's get rid of some of these lumps. And he starts getting rid of some of them. And I hope some of that will come out physically as well as uh, spiritually and other things. God's helped me get rid of some of my lumps even this day. I hope someday you can look up here and see that there's a different piece of pottery looking at you. I hope that. And I hope the same, same thing for you that one day, one day before you go up into the great place of heaven, one day you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, whoa, who is that looking at me? And I know what it's going to be. God is going to say, that is not you. That is me, the one who's made the piece of pottery, the perfection. And you're going to say, how? Not by your hands, but by his. Because he's going to do it. Peter was changed. We're going to let that. We're going to let that change. Peter was changed tremendously because after he died, after he did all the mistakes, cutting off ears and all those other things, being the hot-tempered, stinky fisherman that he once was, Peter was changed completely. He was fully formed and molded by Christ in the Holy Spirit. John was changed greatly. Oh, he, John never had anything wrong. He was so sweet and loved. No, he wasn't. Before all that, he was a hot-tempered man. He was the son of thunder. He was also hot-tempered. He was changed to the very loving man, a very meek man, a man who was so kind that he wouldn't even use his own name in his book because he didn't want to come off as arrogant. John was fully formed and molded by the Savior, as you know. We know that. James died for Christ. James died for Christ, as did many others. And all the others but one lived and served for Christ. Wasn't Judas of Christ? He was chosen of Christ, but Judas chose not to live him. We, why we know that? Because one is of the devil, according to Jesus. But therefore we know he did not serve. He could have been, but he decided to be Plato. He decided not to be a God. Plus there's others who became clay. Others like Paul. Paul, who hated Christians, hated the Gentiles, praised their deaths, praised what was going on to them, and then God completely did a 180 on him, completely changed him, completely molded him and made him, and he became a completely different man. Saul became Paul. He became a different man. He was molded and made into what Christ could make him to be. He threw himself down, and the potter's hands came and molded him into something completely different. Completely different. We're to be fired I mentioned a while ago that that beautiful piece of artwork of Spanky, that beautiful piece of artwork of Spanky, the little rascal, was fired up for that kind of play. Well, we can be fired up by the Holy Spirit, fired up and be made firm and complete. Because it says in Luke 6.40, the disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is trained will be like his teacher. We can be made perfect. Not because we will be perfect, but in the spirit. The spirit inside of us will be perfected. We can have that perfect spirit living inside of us as we are fired up. And I'm ready to be fired up and live for Christ. I love this upcoming week. This week of Easter gets me pumped up, gets me fired up, gets me ready. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. 
the excellency of the power being from God and not from ourselves. That potter's hand. We are vessels made of the potter's hand. Of God, not of ourselves. Can you imagine a piece of pottery trying to make itself? I don't can't imagine that. How would you do it? It couldn't. It just fly off the wheel. We're from he who completed us, not from us, but from him. Romans 9, 20 and 22 says this. Oh, rather, O oh man, excuse me, rather, O oh man, who are not, excuse me, one more time, okay. Rather, O oh man, who are you to answer back to God? Shall the thing formed say to him who formed it, why have you made me like this? Does a potter not have power over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? We're not to talk back to God. We're to follow him. Let God do what he's going to do. And let us be obedient and follow him. Colossians 3.10 And have embraced the new nature which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created it. We are to follow God. God created in the beginning the heavens and the earth. And we saw what happened. We saw what happened when mankind decided to follow Satan and take on the lumps and not be a perfect creation. We don't need to do that. We don't want to be the liquefied clay of sin, molded in sin. We don't want to be that mold of sin. We don't want to be like Plato, a false faith. We don't want to be silly putty played with by Satan to make it look silly. More importantly, to make God look silly. Because that's what people want to do. We don't want to be like the Christians of modern play. Nothing of solid form and firmness to make God look bad. Just be played with and made to look horrible all the time, make nothing but a mess. We don't want that. We want to be the solid clay, the solid clay that God can form and make a good, firm molding of. That's what we want to be. Ephesians 2.10 says this, and remember this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. We're to be true clay, the true clay of Christ. Give ourselves to the potter's hand, because Jesus broke the mold of sin. And as we are now into the Easter season, we can remember, we can be like the disciples who gave themselves to Christ. We are disciples. We're giving ourselves to Christ. Christ is in control. Not ourselves. Don't listen. Don't listen to that liquidated, liquidated, liquidated? We'll say liquidated. Liquidated sin of the world and the mold of their sin. Don't listen to them. Listen to him, Christ. The last verse I'm going to read to you today is Psalm. 139, 13 through 16, it says this. You brought my inner parts into being. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for you made me with fear and wonder. Marvelous are your works, and you know me completely. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and intricately put together in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw me unformed, yet in your book all my days were written, 
before any of them came into being. God knows you completely. God knows you completely. You're good, you're bad. He knows your lumps. He knows the clumps. He knows what needs to be straightened out. We simply need to give ourselves over to God. And he'll take care of the rest. If we're willing to do that, everything Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, Great Father, I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that we will be willing to hand ourselves over. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will put us in your hand and continue to form us. I pray that every single day we will die to ourselves so that we may live in you. I pray, Lord God, your hands will take out the lumps of sin, take out the lumps of imperfection, Lord God, and that the people will see what you have done and what you are doing in us. I pray, Lord God, even though we know I pray, Lord God, that we will not have fear because you are charged. How can we be afraid when we know that you will take care of it? I pray all of this, Lord God, if there anyone here today who does not know you, or anyone who's watching who doesn't know you, I pray this will be the day that they will hand themselves over to you so that they can be your clay. Lord, I pray if there be anyone here today who perhaps is not handing themselves over 100%, that this will be the day that they will hand themselves over fully. Perhaps we have, and yet we still see lumps in our lives that we have not gotten rid of. I pray that this will be the day you will help to get rid of it out of us. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, I pray.